and day, I felt your hand like a heavy weight on my heart. My soul dried up and withered like plants in a drought. Then I confessed my sin to you. I no longer tried to cover up my guilt. And when I confessed my transgression, you forgave me completely. When the godly see the dark side of themselves, let them go to you in prayerful confession. Then they will not be overwhelmed by floods of guilt. They will realize with me that you are our hiding place. In times of trouble, you protect our souls, surrounding us with songs of deliverance. You instruct us and teach us the way we should go. You watch over us and give us wise counsel. You ask us not to be like horses and mules without understanding, who wander away if they are not held with bit and bridle. The wicked who wander from God suffer many sorrows, but those who trust in God are embraced by her arms of mercy. Therefore be glad and rejoice in the Holy Spirit, all you who love her, and shout for joy, all you who strive to live with integrity. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the Church.
Our second reading this morning is from the Gospel of Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 11. And it's also printed on the back of your announcements if you'd like to follow along. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, God will command angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, Do not put the Holy One, your God, to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to them, All these I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan. For it is written, Worship God and serve only God. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Here ends our reading. I saw my grandmother looking back at me in the mirror this week. I always resisted her assertions that my features came from her. I wasn't sure I wanted to look like her. And even if she rightly claimed her own beauty, I wanted to be me, not someone else reborn. But this week, I was glad to see her there. Years after her death, she remains uncontained by one storyline. She was bold enough to change my grandfather's last name because Myers with an S sounds better. Yet she lived with drawers of secrets, carefully protecting her choices from anyone with an opinion. She knew the dark veil of sadness, but her curtain-drawn room also housed her treasures. A fur coat, glamorous shoes, jewelry big enough to see. Like a silent film playing, I remember the day she sent me home with boxes of her high heels. My excitement and my mother's dismay. Pieces, pieces of her life, they told stories without words. They held a vision for her life, dreams. They told of wars fought. They knew the weight of disappointment and witnessed strength unspoken, sun shining through the gloom. The Venn diagram of our lives is unfinished. 
But looking in the mirror, I saw her peering back, there with me in the fire, in the dark, under the weight, our strength persisting together. This is the first Sunday of Lent, a season of introspection, a time of listening for our true north, and of clearing away that which would prevent us from rising to new life. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus is led into the wilderness, a place of struggle familiar to his people. And after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he is famished and is offered a series of temptations to satisfy his hunger. And there, in the wilderness, his ancestors return. Noah, who endured 40 days and 40 nights until the flood finally stopped. Elijah, who waited 40 days and 40 nights on Mount Horeb, his life threatened by Jezebel. The people of the Exodus who wandered with Moses for 40 years, day and night, they too knew hunger for safety and bread. With the wisdom they carried through the Red Sea and out of the wilderness, he responds to the tempter. One does not live by bread alone. Do not put the Holy One, your God, to the test. Acknowledged as the Son of God, Jesus has been given a royal title. The tempter asks what he is going to do with it. All the splendor of the kingdoms of the world is at his fingertips. Will he trade his loyalty to God to have it all? Accompanied by the memory of those who watched kingdoms fall, he responds with Moses, Caution! When God has brought you into the land promised to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give you a land with fine, large cities that you did not build, houses filled with all sorts of goods that you did not fill, hewn cisterns that you did not hew, vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant, and when you have eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget the one who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Your God you shall fear. God alone you shall serve. Jesus is a student of history. Kept afloat by having looked in the mirror and seeing his ancestors peering back at him. They were imperfect, often getting in trouble, making mistakes, needing redirection. Yet it was their story that was carried as a light in the dark, a treasure in an otherwise curtain-drawn room. They teach us, like our royal psalmist, we need not refuse to see our mistakes and keep guilty silence. Our souls need not dry up and wither like plants 
in a drought. When we no longer try to cover up our guilt or maintain a self-perception of perfection, we know the relief of acceptance surrounded with songs of deliverance. Imperfect, safe, with God. This is the hard-won wisdom of the wilderness. In the dark, through the fire, under the weight, our strength persisting together. As you make your own journey into the wilderness, these next six weeks of Lent, what is your prayer? Is there a hope or intention you want to offer yourself? You will find in the bulletins, another treasure in there, envelopes and three by five cards. You are invited to write your prayer, hope, or intention on the card, seal it in the envelope, self-address it, and when you are ready to bring it forward, placing it in the bowl at the center aisle. They will be mailed to you when the time is right, light in the dark.
Holy Friend in the wilderness, be with us in the journey as we peer into the mirror. Listen and clear away all that would prevent us from rising anew. We release our prayers, hopes, and intentions to you. Amen.